the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and for the next two hours, we're here talking about car and car repair stuff and motorhome and what kind of fuel should I use in my lawn mower and uh, what's the difference between synthetic and other oils and my husband says this and and he's not correct. Sitting next to me is the person that I owe my entire knowledge base <laughs> to. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> it's my wife, Renee. And she's, um, you're not shopping on Saturday morning up in I Pine. I know. What is up with that? I don't know. It yeah. must be too cold. You know, it was 16 degrees this morning. I know. It's only 37 right now, so it's pretty cold. We're up in Payson right now. We're up here making sure that the horses and the animals are just fine. And um, and yesterday I worked hard. I did all the dishes while you were out playing. I nice. just want to remember that. I've taught you well. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, there's a good list of shops on my website, MarkSalem.com. These are really, really good shops. I have thoroughly investigated them. I know the owners. I can call the owners. I have their cell phones. So it's an important relationship. I'm proud to tell you, knock on wood, that we haven't had a complaint for a year and a half mm-hmm. on any of the shops. And then that one that was a year and a half ago, we were able to settle it between the shop and the customer to both of their satisfactions. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was important to us, and it was something that was really nice with respect to us being able to, to take care of that. And one of the good shops, one of the best shops for diesels is Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They're up on Pinnacle Peak Road and the I-17. They've been around for a long time. They have parts and a lot of information on their website, 24 hours a day. And Nate is the guy that, uh, hey, why do we have a dog in the studio, huh? I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, he sees a dog out there in the in the meadow, so that. Anyway, s- s- when you talk about diesel service and repair and parts, then you have to think of strictly diesel service and repair. And like I said, Nate's a great guy, and when you meet him, you'll understand exactly why I said that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I want to talk a minute just to talk about the Payson area and the housing issue. Okay. We, we've we been looking for a house for some friends of ours and mm-hmm. taking pictures of them and stuff. If you're thinking about coming up anyway to the Payson Pine area, and that goes for Tonto Village and all the Christopher Creek halfway up the rim and all that kind of stuff, it's come to our attention that houses are selling within 24 hours. We saw one the other day, and between the time that we saw it on this portal that we've been able to have with the real estate agent, Lori Coleman, between that time and the time we decided to go see it, it was already pending. I know. It's amazing. And, there, it, and that's happened like 10 times at least. And we, we're seeing them come on and go off the market, but we're also seeing them go off the market and then come back on the market. Right. And like that one that we looked for, for Bob, 
it was one of those that when we looked went and looked at it for them, there was a considerable amount of rot on the siding on the outside of the house. Now, it was a house that was certainly fixable. Mm-hmm. The price was good. It had all the amenities they were looking for, and they didn't want a big yard and stuff, but they wanted RV parking. But when you saw the wood and then you saw the upper um, boards that had been painted with paint, but the wood had been stained 400 years ago, mm-hmm. then I think that's why it came back into the market. Yeah. And I think it failed the inspection. Could then there be. was another one that uh, had an inspection, and they found out that some portion of the house had, had been built but never permitted. And then that's going to create a problem because this sunroom um, hadn't been permitted, so it's going to be a problem when you go to sell it and and perhaps when you go to insure it. Right. I think people are making offers and then going to look at it, and that's why it's fallen out or something like that because they'll go pending, and then, like you say, they come back on the market. So, And yeah. there's a big difference of what the pictures show in the ads and what the house actually looks like. They make it look pretty darn good. (laughs) And they do. And this is our Chamber of Commerce for Payson um, conversation. Okay. The one that I looked at yesterday when you didn't go with me was up near the airport. Mm -hmm. And it just had beautiful pictures. Yeah. (sighs) This house looked like it had been inhabited by a college fraternity (laughs) for the last five years. Really? It was unbelievable inside. I just remember the tracks on the windows. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bought it just for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the trash in the tracks of the windows was just <laughs> unbelievable. I could see Bob with a toothbrush cleaning all those tracks out. Right. It, it was just, and it, it looked like a frat house. Mm-hmm. It really looked like it had been a frat house. It looked like somebody had just painted it up. Yeah. But th- I guess that's the way in every zip code. It's yeah, not just different here. But up here, too, it's there's not a lot of codes, CCNR codes or whatever. So you can have a really nice house here, and then the next one is a you know double-wide junk and, pile. And, so. and, and you, see, you see some of that. There's, there are some um, manufactured homes, but right. then they talk about site-built homes, and that's a term that I wasn't aware of until Lori told us about it. Mm-hmm. So you, and then there's some that's half and half. Right. So there's a, a remanufactured home with some portion of a house built around it. Mm-hmm. So we've seen lots of stuff, but obviously there's some really nice stuff. We looked at yeah. the, those, those two houses yesterday that are just uh, west of the Rim Club, mm-hmm. and those were really nice houses. They, and they were kind of vacation homes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but it's we enjoy it up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cold in the mornings um, through about, what, two months, three months? Oh, no, I'd say f- more? four or five, yes. I, I don't think it's four or five. But okay. anyway. What's the heater set at in here? Yeah. <laughs> in here? Yeah, yeah I'm roasting. Well, but go, go I turn it know down. I'm just teasing. It's but. actually at 70 because I just put it at 70 because the window is open to the barn, mm-hmm. and it's always cold. And I'm cold. Oh, you poor little thing. Yeah. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. The two of us have been in business in the car repair business since 1979. Renee's managed the front counter. She's managed the uh, gr- raising the three kids. She's managed all the books, all the parts, payments, all that kind of stuff. And the front counter stuff is the thing I'm most proud of because when there's a lady at the front counter, there's going to be a little hesitation when the guys come in. Sure. But when you start talking with them, or you ask them questions they can't answer, right? Then, then that creates this leveling, mm-hmm. and it's the same way with Andy, our daughter, who's who's on the front counter now. It's just a matter of of gaining their confidence. Sure. But here's the difference between men and women. I'm going to try this, okay? Okay. 
the guys come in and tell us what they want us to do. Mm -hmm. The women come in and tell us, well, I've got a problem, and then they give us the symptoms. There's a big difference on how we respond to that. Right. Because if they come in and they tell us, I want you to line the front end, and we go drive it, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't pull left or right, and we don't have any tire wear issues, then it's very difficult to call them back and say, why? Right. What, what is it we're trying to fix because it doesn't pull left or right? Now, speaking of left and right, I had a customer comment with a customer the other day. He was concerned about why the alignment specifications were slightly out. Okay. And we're talking about one and a one and a half degrees. Before or after we did work? After we lined it. Okay. Because okay. we gave him a printout sheet. Right. Um, and here's the reason, folks. The front end, we can make the car go left or right without tire wear. Mm-hmm. It's really easy. But the roads in Phoenix are crowned. They're higher in the middle, and they're lower so that the water runs off the road to the curbs and, and goes away into Never Never Land. So, and then the highways are flat, mm-hmm. and they're not crowned. So we have to align the car somewhere in the middle. So it's not uncommon for a shop to say to you, do you predominantly drive city or highway? Mm-hmm. And they're trying, and especially if it's an alignment issue or if they're going to align your car, then it's a matter of, well, I only drive in the city streets. Okay, we're going to pull the tires. We're going to change the tire angle just a little bit so the car goes straight down the road on a crowned road. So we're going to dial in a little bit of left push or left tilt or whatever, just a little bit of left into it so the car goes straight. Mm-hmm. However, if mm-hmm. you get on the freeway, it's likely to have that same little bit and it it, now, it's not going to violently pull you into the fast right. lane. It's just going to, so it's a predominant thing. Well, I only get on the freeway. Okay, we're going we're gonna to ma- gonna get your thing flat. Mm-hmm. When you get on the crowned road, it's going to want to go right just a little bit. It, and most people don't even notice that yeah. because we're talking about one degree out of 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. So one or two degrees. So that was what was wrong with his or why we left it a little bit off. Yeah, um, yeah. because his wife had said, that mm-hmm. she only drives on city streets. Okay. So we left it off. Well, we didn't leave it off. off we just, it's the, it, for instance, it's between zero and five. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then it's zero to negative five. Pretend that's the scale. And they wanted it three. Okay. Three on the positive side. We may go three or two mm-hmm. or one on the negative side. So we're going to move it a degree or two just in order to get it to go down the road straight. I when gotcha. it's on. Now, there's a lot of shops that, don't do that. They have these fancy machines that put it on. The machine tells them what to do. Mm-hmm. There's at least a third of the shops out there that understand alignments and right. are able to do that. Yeah. And in addition to that, I know we have a caller. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, oftentimes the problem that they think is an alignment is not an alignment. Right. It can be a tire that's causing a pull. It can be an inflation that's causing a pull. It can be a lot of things mm-hmm. that are... We had a wheel bearing not too long ago that had was dragging hard and it was making the car go left. Well, when you drove it, you could just let go of the steering wheel. You could put it in a neutral on the car and make a left turn. Right. So, yeah. all right, we'll take the caller. Who might that be, Gil? That would be Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning. Nice to talk to you. Happy New Year. And to you, too. Um, going to be in the market for a couple of deep cycle batteries for our travel trailer, and okay. I'd kind of like to treat them better than maybe I have in the past. What's your long-term uh, upkeep on battery servicing for deep cycles? Um, first, let me tell you that um, it's funny you should mention that because the Gila County uh, rescue team just asked me the other day to, for a deep cycle battery for their trailer that they take on rescues. And um, so I called the shop and I talked to the parts department, Jeff, 
And Jeff says, we've had great luck with the Delcos. Now, the Delco is an interesting battery because it has two round posts, but then it has the two RV threaded 3.8 posts. So you can okay. put an I-terminal on it or you can put a battery cable on it. I'm just giving you that as, a, as an offer. As far as... Yeah. It, it's important to yo-yo the battery. You don't want to go out there and work in the RV for an hour and then plug the charger back in because you've not used a bunch of that battery. And we don't want mm -hmm. it to remember 90%, 100%, 90%, 100%. So we want to take it into a deep cycle, a, a deep, long draw. And But we don't, we're not going to take it till the lights go out inside. Mm -hmm. Okay, We're just going to use it. So, and then you're going to plug it into a trickle charger. Okay, you're not going to use a full-blown battery charger that offers you 10 amps or 20 amps or 30 amps because that'll just smoke the battery. We want 2 mm. to 5 amps. And so, okay. and then you're going to get this little plug-in battery charger that has a red light and a green light. <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you the most important part of that. The fully charged battery is going to be around 13 to 14 volts. 13 to 14. The battery is in distress at below... 11, the 10 to 9 range, 9 and a half for sure. So you'll kind of figure out real quick. A lot of people will just bring it up to 13.2 or 13.8. Then they'll just disconnect it. You'll have to have a cheap voltmeter, but then you can go out there intermittently and you just keep testing the battery, maybe once a week. And as long as it's mm -hmm. holding that charge, then there's no reason to charge it. It's fine. Okay. So it's really a matter of yo-yo and the battery a little bigger than oh, it went down to two-tenths of a volt, I'm going to charge it back up. Down three-tenths of a volt, and I'm going to charge it back up. That's what um, okay. I believe to be a problem. Okay? Appreciate that. Okay. Uh, one quick question on the battery again. Uh, if it's sitting for a long time in the summer and it's out in the sun on the battery or on the trailer, you recommend getting it off there for a few months and putting it in the shade or in the garage and you anything know, there or just leave them? No, I'm more comfortable having it in an environmental controlled place. I mean, I'll put it uh -huh. on the nightstand next to my wife's bed. <laughs> I, I, I try that and see what happens. <laughs> that probably won't work. Yeah. I'd probably just yeah. put it in the garage. No, and you're right. And there's some old timers like me. There's really no science to this, but it's a comfort zone. Put it on a two by two by eight. Put it on a piece of plywood. Put it on something. And and here's why: the cold concrete floor will affect the battery. Not necessarily in a negative way, but certainly the charge. If you put an insulation of a piece of wood underneath it, we're going to eliminate that cold contact. So, yes. And then something else. When you pull the battery out, and I know we're running out of time here in just a second. When you pull the battery out, I want you to go get a can of 3M undercoating. 3M rubberized undercoating. I want you to mask off what you need, but I want you to just psst, 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 psst on the tray and let it dry. That way, if there's any leakage of battery acid, it won't hurt you. <laughs> and and it's, it's a great thing to use. And to be honest with you, we buy 3M undercoating by the case. We use it in battery trays. We use it in a lot of places on the car. So it's just a matter of that's a really nifty thing to have. So 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. 
to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our New Year's special. The Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Plus special financing ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem along with my wife, Renee. I'm kind of uh, in, on probation, so she says I've been acting up, so she decided to yep. uh, sit in the, you think you're sitting in the pilot seat, but you're really not. This Seriously. Over here is the pilot oh, seat. Oh, I can reach the buttons. Uh, yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> There's only one you need to push, and we're <laughs> off the air. <laughs> Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been in Mesa since 1970, but really that's this generation. The Thompson's and... and uh, Vivian family has mm-hmm. been in since the 60s. These are young men and women, husband or husbands and wives and sons and daughters of those families. So they've been around a long time. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. It's the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend. There's lots of other shops in Mesa, and probably a lot of them are good. But they just don't pass, if they apply, they don't pass the criteria necessary to be on my best car repair shops list. Dan, you're up next. Yeah, Mark, I have a problem with my passenger window. I mean, my driver's side window on a truck, a Tacoma. It, it catches on something, then it goes. it's electric, and it goes up and it gets cockeyed. 
Is that a big deal? Or you know, I'm going to get it fixed. What should I expect? Um, it just it just depends. I'll give you the good and the bad. We pull the door panel off, and clearly the regulator, which is a scissor device, is something's broken or bent in there. So sometimes we lost a rivet, which kind of leads. And I'll bet you can take your hand and you can guide the window up. And if that's the case, then the regulator just needs repair. We probably replace one out of every six or seven, um, and the rest we can fix. And we can fix it with the rivet, rivet or, or we pull it out and we tack weld it, or we put a, a flathead screw in it or something like that. As far as the time is concerned, you're going to spend no parts and just labor. You're probably going to spend... 100 to 150 are you going to agree with me yeah i would think so because i know we charge a certain amount to pull off the panel and put it back on but if you do the repair it that takes that down a little bit so yes i would say that's right because we don't know what's in there exactly it's hard to bid the repair but the on and off of the door panel Mm -hmm. now i'm giving you numbers that are not just me i'm trying to give you numbers of the shops i know well Mm -hmm. so that's the reason why i give you a range is because some of them are going to be 100 and some are going to be 150 so i'm giving you that range but just if you can show them and tell them you want your old parts back and if they wouldn't be so kind when they get in there and it's going to be something they fix would you just take a picture of what's broken and then take a picture of your fix that would just be great because my wife wants that and she's just real particular because she doesn't trust you auto repair guys and that sounds don't, good yeah <laughs> and i think after i mean 10 years or something it's probably just cheaper to replace the regulator while they're in there or it just depends now right. if the regulator's bent or wadded up right or the holes have been watered out then mm-hmm. the answer is yes yeah You're, and so you have a 50 50 chance of a repair versus just replacing the regulator mm-hmm. so we pull the window all the way up we take the regulator we take it out we put a new regulator in i'm making it sound really simple and right. then we put everything in then we adjust it and you're home free Right. So that's that's kind of how it's going to work. Anyway, thank you, Dan. Thank you very much, Bob. You're up next. Morning. Do you see many cars come in with low speed pre ignition engine damage on GDI engine? Um, no, no. I don't know that we've ever seen any. It, it here's the here's the key words here: low speed and pinging, and they they don't necessarily go together. I'm not quite sure I've ever heard pinging with the throttle at idle speed or the throttle going down the road at 20 miles an hour, unless the thing is in terrible overheat distress. But it's pinging and pre-ignition is is typically on load and throttle up. So it, could it be some other clatter? Could it be some, some something like an exhaust leak? Does that ever go away? I don't know. Because they recommend this new... SP designation oil, you know, API SP, that's uh-huh. supposed to combat low speed, because I have a GDI engine, you know, a gasoline direct injection yeah. engine, and I wonder if I should use that SP, because it's supposed to combat low speed pre-ignition. Okay, I'm but I don't know if it's just an overhyped thing. What? Oh, nothing. Does it really I'm, happen? I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Certainly, you can put something in the gas tank. Certainly, you can do that. And it's probably going to be a cheap, you know, I'll feel better. Or, But here's the real question. If you're going to put it in, if I'm going to work on your car and many other shops, I want to know if that made any difference. But he said oil, not a gas. It's, not a desert, a gas. it's oil. It's a new, okay. It's because they used to have SN, and then uh-huh. they had SN+, plus, yeah. and now they have SP. 
which came okay. out like about six months ago. The differences between each one of those, and we started with SA at the very beginning, and I actually remember that time, is really insignificant. I'm not quite sure a pre-ignition problem is going to be fixed by messing with the engine oil. I don't understand that. Now, if we had piston slap, or if we had some other mechanical reason and we're creating a noise, I mean, this could be a valve clatter. This could be a lot of different engine noises, and I even ask about an exhaust leak because that's a very common one that people completely misrepresent. And the key on that one is it happens when it's cold and it goes away when it's hot. But I, I'm just, you've got nothing to lose. Change the oil and, and put some, um, some SP in it or, or the SP plus or whatever you, you spoke about. It's going to be a synthetic, I think. Um, and you can certainly put it in there and run it 5,000 miles and see if it makes a difference. But um, I, I can't imagine why it would. Okay. Thanks, right. Mark. You betcha. GDI um, pre-ignition. i got to write it down so I remember what Bob and I talked about. No, that was, well, Dan oh. had the pre-ignition uh no, issues. he had the window, window okay. regular. I okay. got it written oh. down. Okay. You know, I've been doing this since 1988 without you. I know, I, know. I just without you. got the two. No, no, that was Bob. I even recognized Bob's voice. Really? Yeah. He's called before? Yes, he has. Yes, wow. he has. It's 602 I'll tell you what. Okay. This next thing, you take all the calls. Okay. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> but the front counter stuff's kind of important sure. because... It's a matter of ask, give, and take. Right. It's, it's a matter of getting the guys to answer the questions. Mm-hmm. The ladies will always answer the questions. Just like I said, does this happen cold in the morning and go away when it's hot? Right. Exhaust leak. Tick, 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 tick. Mm-hmm. Okay? Those are the kinds of, does this vibration, because the guys will come in and tell you what to do, and you know this is going to turn ugly. Right. Okay, I'm going to bid it at $300. I'll do what you ask me to do. Okay, $300 later, he comes back and he goes, I still have the problem. And then the question is, is you, you diagnosed it. Mm-hmm. I wrote in there, customer says to do this. Right. And so it, it's difficult. If we can just have a conversation at the front counter, this is every shop in the world. That really behooves us and them. Mm-hmm. Just what's it doing, cold or hot, fast or slow, whatever. 602-508-0960. so-called experts in analyzing the Middle East. The subject, disconnecting the dots where deceit meets stupidity, or why our foreign policy experts are so often deluded and detached from reality. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Take The Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. They just told us right away that we're going to house you, we're going to feed you, and every single one of his medical bills is just all taken care of. They've saved my family from financial ruin. It allowed me and my wife both to focus on the most important thing, which was the health and well-being of our son. We have phenomenal research, outstanding clinical care, and the generosity of public, which allow us to treat patients regardless of what it takes. And that's what makes St. Jude so magical. At St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live. Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at St. Jude, and our patients come from all over the world. When we come here, they told me, don't worry, everything's been taken care of. We could never repay St. Jude for what they've given us. 
Because of you. Gracias a ti. Because, Because of, of you. you. There is St. Jude. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have, have you, you ever had, had sudden confusion, confusion trouble speaking, speaking, or understanding, understanding someone? someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman to save money. We need a new stuntman. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. All about that demon, all the more. Exactly out of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem with my wife, Renee. We've been in the car repair business since 1979 together. We were both five years old. We were kind of young. <laughs> so if you'd like to join us, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're just sitting here during the break, and mm-hmm. I am teaching Renee about the buttons. And I said, now this is your button, and when when it's not flashing green or red, then you're you're off. You can pick your nose or do whatever you want to do. <laughs> So I said, but you turn it to green, but if you go too far, it's red. Mm-hmm. And she says, you just turned me on. <laughs> and I, and then we hear Gil going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 and, and Gil's uh, our engineer uh-huh. and, and our producer. And right. uh, him and I have been together a long time. And we can... W- We've met once, but we can just read one another. Okay. You know what I mean? Just read one another. Yep. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open, so get to the phone right now. Automatic transmission exchange, Phil specifically, has been around since 1968. 1968, Phil started working on transmissions, which is the old power glides and some of the old Fords and certainly the old Cadillacs. Some of those transmissions that I've not done anything to other than change the fluid and the filter, but he has. They have the fundamentals back then that we did with the throttle. We made it shift with the throttle and vacuum. Today we're using the computer that 
lots of problems and decide to end the shift from second to third. At speed, it looks at the ambient temperature, it looks at the RPM, it looks where your foot's at, it looks like where the art, the engine is ready. What's the load? All that fancy stuff. Well, Phil can do that too. So if you're looking for a good transmission shop, Central Phoenix Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street in Washington. What's th- what, what were you going to say? Oh, I I just had a thought about those deep cycle bat- batteries. They don't have water in them anymore. Most batteries don't. So they're, sealed. they're sealed. They're sealed. So you don't have to worry about anything like that on the deep cycles. You're right, except this. Okay. And you bring up a good point. If you find that the top of the battery is sweating mm-hmm. and is wet, okay. then what you do is you just take your finger and run it across the sweat and touch it to your nose. Okay. okay? If your nose starts burning, you're oh. overcharging the battery because that's acid. And I'm being facetious. Yeah, I was going to say. And so you, when you're, you're cooking the battery at that point. And okay. the battery should never be really hot to the touch. Okay. And that's why I, I was specific. You plug this little square box in. Hopefully it has a red and green light. Mm-hmm. And that little box is maybe capable of five amps. Okay. Now, a friend of mine called me the other day, and we were doing with the deep cycle and that rescue trailer and all right. that kind of stuff. And um, we, he, I didn't understand what he was saying. So I, he says, I'm just going to send you a picture of the charger. Okay. This charger was really sophisticated. You had to know which button. There were so many different options. Mm-hmm. And so you pick the battery and deep cycle and low maintenance and sealed. And then you pick the charging rate. And then you pick this and you pick that. And, and then you wave a dead chicken around your head and you honk your horn twice. All this stuff. Wow. It took me 10 minutes <laughs> looking mm-hmm. at this picture. And I go, on the left button, push keep pushing it till you hit 12 volts okay and then on the right side push it until it says two which was amps but this thing went to 20 really so we didn't want to cook a battery right what's the difference between a deep cycle and a car battery you know that i don't know but remind me because i want to ask you about the trickle Uh, i i don't know um what the difference is i know i've heard it before but i okay so you're admitting there's something you don't know yes okay a deep cycle battery has a little bit of, of electricity for a long period of time. So okay. they use it in the trailer. They turn on a 12-volt light. Mm-hmm. The most it's going to draw is 3 amps, okay. if that. If it's mm-hmm. LED, it's 1. Okay. So the, the, the chart, the voltage, drops down just a little bit, but it goes on for a long time. A car battery has to give all it's got when it starts. Okay. So it has to turn itself, so to speak, inside out. Mm-hmm. So the amp draw of the deep cycle can be 10 amps. The amp draw of a car and a truck battery, especially a diesel, can be 200 amps during the cranking stop, during okay. the cranking mode. Then you turn on the air conditioning and all that other kind of stuff. Now we're at the 30 and 40 amp range. Mm-hmm. So we're taken and given and taken and given. So the, the answer to your question is, is in a motorhome application, it's a small amount of electricity over a long period of time. Okay. Deep yeah. cycle. Okay. Okay. So it doesn't, yeah, because you don't have an alternator to charge it up or anything else that's charging it back up. It depends. Okay. Because if you have your truck hooked up to your trailer, right, the, especially if it's got the seven-pin bargeman mm-hmm. connection, there is a hot wire in there from the, the truck or okay. the car. That hot wire fluctuates with the voltage on the alternator and the battery. Mm-hmm. So normal voltage goes between 12 and 14 volts. So if the battery is static, keys in your pocket, it's 12 volts. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, But when you charge it, it should go up to 12 and a half or 13, like I said. Okay. So if you're plugged into your car, you're charging the battery. All mm-hmm. the time you're, the car is on. All the time that you're connected to the car, you're you're getting battery from the car. I see. But there's some, we, you, we looked at that motorhome the other day that had how many solar panels on the roof. Right. And that guy's using solar panels to charge his battery. 
So there's a variety of ways, but the rescue guys, they were going to put solar panels on it, but I suggested they just hook the trailer to the truck, and then they have the benefit of both. I see. So mm-hmm. 602-508-0960. Uh, we're pretty good with RVs. We've been RVing since... 1988 or something like that. Mm, was it? We had, oh yeah, you're right. We had the Winnebago was the 88. Mm. And so we've been RVing for a long time. Yeah. We've gone to, to all 49 states. Um, we've traveled every road east and west from five on the bottom, mm-hmm. at 10 actually on the bottom, upwards to 80 or 90 on the top. And then from the west coast, the north and south road is number one. Everybody knows that. But mm-hmm. on the east coast, it's 95. Mm-hmm. We've traveled all of those. So we, we have a lot of, we've done a lot in a motorhome. Yes. We fought. Mm-hmm. We yell at one another. Yeah. I'm outside saying, push the button, and you don't push the button, and right. so I get mad at you. And I'm then telling I, you which way to back, and you go the opposite way. And yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's but, not but fun. But I, I tell you to push <laughs> the button, and then you do, and nothing happens, and I get mad, and I go inside. You're on the stove, and I want you on the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, very funny. <laughs> so, anyway, 602-508-0960. We're kind of lonesome, so you ought to jump in. We have five lines. you got one in, I mean, right now, you're 100%. They like to wait till the second hour. No, that's right true. Right toward the end. That's yeah. true. That's true. We'd really load up the last 20 minutes of <laughs> yeah. the second hour. But we're going to be here till noon. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, my name is Steve Woods, and I am hosting a show on 960 The Patriot called The Beacon. It's sponsored by Phoenix Christian, and it's a show where we look at how God uses the unexpected to do the unexplainable. Listen in on Sunday mornings from 9 a.m. to 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot to The Beacon, and be encouraged, hear cool stories from amazing people of things that only God can do for His glory, for the sake of His kingdom, and for the encouragement of those who listen. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at last. From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Go to SalemNow.com, get 20% off with promo code PHOENIX. There's always a moment of truth where I say, look, it's either put up or shut up. And it was time to put up. I had crossed that thin line. It was 100 plus degrees. We were hot. We were on fire. We were yelling our hearts out. You could feel the intensity rising. Even in our tiredness, even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continue to push. 
I told myself, you can suck up the pain for another mile and a half, and you will be a Marine. Not many people believe that I could do it. I don't know where I got the energy from. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. DFC Daryl Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines. Well, it's 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem, my wife Renee, sitting here flying wing with me. She didn't have anything else to do today, so mm-hmm. she thought, well, I'll just work with Mark and make him behave himself. I'll just bug him to death. Yep, yep, yep. Folks, the shops that I call my best shops are geographic. Located. That's the reason why a lot of times I say, where do you live, is I send you to the shop close by. They all make me a hero, but Kurtz has made me a hero a couple of times. Because when I send a tough problem to a shop and they fix it, sometimes I get more accolades than the shop does when it's really them. Mm-hmm. So if you're anywhere near I-17 in Bell and you don't already have a repair shop or you want to try a new one, Kurtz Auto's been around since 1987. He does gas and diesel. He has ASC certification certified technicians and between kurt and eric both of those are hank aaron kind of guys when it comes to auto repair kurt's automotive let's go to the phones nick good morning good morning i have a problem with a smart key my car decided all of a sudden that it doesn't cannot find the smart key so i had to plug the remote under the dash so i could drive the car home do you know anything about smart keys yeah um yes i do yeah this is ironic because I was talking to what's his name the other day. I want. Have you got your pencil handy? Yeah. Okay. First of all, there is there is a difference, and I hesitate to use the word significant, but there's a difference between the arena of the dealership and the independent guys. You should say, Mark, do you have an independent guy that deals with key fobs and cutting the new chipped keys? And the answer is yes. Does he come to your shop? The answer is yes. Has he done a good job? The answer is yes. Can he reprogram two new keys and fobs? The answer is yes. But I don't know his name right now. Yeah, I can't think of it either. And so I want you to call 480-598-1234 and ask for my son, Alan, or Andy, my daughter. And just say, your dad said that you would give me the name of the guy that can handle key fobs and chipped keys. And then you call him up and talk to him. Okay, what's your charge? And I think he's got a, a, a flat fee to your house, and it depends on whatever it is. But I can tell you, with respect to the financial aspect of that, of those kind of repairs, we and you will get a much better deal, I'm walking carefully here, okay. than any other place. You're probably going to okay, get where I'm going. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. Well, I, I wouldn't uh, think about going to that place. But, uh, but um, yeah. so, I mean, is this... Is this anything I can fix myself, or do I have to go to an expert for it? Um, you know, I'm. Go ahead. I know, and the funny thing is, is I've had trouble with mine lately in the cold for some unknown reason, and I don't know what that is because sometimes it'll work fine, and sometimes it won't see my key. But I've not had to, you know, yeah. use the other key to get home. So a, a, a word there that hit hard on me: cold. Right. Batteries that are weak, right. the cold will affect them. So okay. let's change the battery in your key. You live with the car guy. I know, and I did change the battery finally, and that did help, <laughs> I think. So that might be one thing you'd try first is change that key fob battery. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just did, be careful I when you take that. it apart. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I then did you that. probably need to. I, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you're going to have to call him. Change, 
Yeah, I actually changed the battery in my key fob, and I got my second key fob, and it won't recognize either of them. Is there like a module that that thing communicates with, a special module? Yes, and and I'm going to say to you, okay, I'm going to say to you, um, I know that this is this is so impossible for us guys with testosterone, but just check your own <laughs> because sometimes that information is in there where you've got this fob problem and they and, and literally mm-hmm. you hop in the car, you do this with the key, you honk the horn three times, you yell Geronimo four times, you slap the windshield, and I'm being as silly and as stupid as I can, and then all yeah. of a sudden you do this. Now another thing is disconnect the battery, let it sit for a half an hour. Yep. Reconnect the battery and see what happens. That's kind of a reboot. I, on did, a all I did all that. Okay. I did all that. I did all. I did everything. Get... I even i I even did the the routine where you where you push the lock button five times and all that stuff. None uh-huh. of it worked. I disconnected the battery. I even connected the two terminals together after it was disconnected to try to discharge any any kind of a memory in there. Still didn't work. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you're going to need, uh, and I wish I could remember his name, but you're going to need him. Yeah, I don't know. I know we have but anyway, Alan and right. Andy can certainly tell you, and I'm going to put that T-O-T, the S-B-A. Okay, Mar- or Nick, thank you. Marty, you're up next. How can I help you, Marty? Hi, Mark. Uh, yeah, so I've never had a motorhome, but if I'm looking at used Class Cs, gas pounds, uh, what's a lot of mileage for them? Like is 25000 equivalent to like 100000 in the car? Is there any kind of correlation like that? No, I'm more worried about... What year it is? Okay. I, I'm not. No, I don't I, care I about the mileage. Okay. Um, he, it's a '97. No, no. Is there's nothing specific. There's nothing specific yet. I'm looking at. I was just kind of okay. a general question when I start looking. Okay, well, first of all, motorhomes, usually the engines will last a long time unless you abuse them because when you get in the motorhome, you don't go to Circle K, then you don't go to the bar, and then you go don't pick up your wife from work in a motorhome. So when you get them, you travel hundreds of miles at a time. With respect to the life of an engine, I've seen them with 300,000 miles. I don't know that I'd re- be real worried about that. What I We're looking for a motorhome ourselves right now. I'm looking at this. I want to find the original owner. I'd like to buy it from him. I want to see all of his maintenance records. I want to drive it. I want him to fill it up with water in the gla- in the black and the gray and the and the fresh water. I want them all full. I want to drive it to see if any of them leak. I want to run the generator and I want to make sure the generator starts and runs. I want to make sure all of that goes on. And I mean there's a there's 10 more things I could talk about. But you also, we do motorhome checkouts, and we what I just told you is what we do. Bring the owner and have him fill up all four water tanks, black, gray, and white, and then drive it here because we'll shake that motorhome around, and if there's any leaks in those tanks, we'll find it. Then we're going to go through a process of dumping and draining and checking the generator, checking the motor, checking the all the electrical, all that kind of stuff. Does the generator make 120, and is the sine wave right? is the we have electronic ignition that has all this or not electronic ignition electronic devices that has all this information in them and so it's a matter of it's a kilohertz we're looking for a kilohertz number and i don't remember what that is okay but we're plugging it into a wall socket we start the generator and then we adjust the generator to give us the 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 kilohertz that we want 50 or 55 I, i can't remember but the answer is is now those motorhome examinations can run you two or three hundred dollars Mm-hmm. And so, but it's probably worth it because if you get a bad one, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> and I, I would also do a Carfax on the VIN number because here's the deal. It was traded in, then it was sold, then it was traded in, then it was sold. That's going to be bothersome to me because right. somebody didn't like it. 
or somebody didn't think it was what they wanted, or there's a variety of reasons. Um, but what do you, what do you just, think the, the what do you think is the better engine, the Ford V10 or the General Motors six point was it six point eight or whatever? You're really putting me in a spot. <laughs> oh, then it's the Ford. I can tell you that much. <laughs> you know, he hates to recommend that. <laughs> no, I, I will say this. I, no, I'm teasing. It has to be the Ford. It has to be the Ford because the chassis is better. You'll do far less front-end work on them. And the, the Chevrolet chassis is not as good. The Ford is much better. And all the drivetrain and drive gear is going to be slightly better than the Chevrolet. And there's going to be a lot of people that uh, argue with me, but they don't have, what have we got, 300,000 miles behind the steering wheel of, a, of, mo- of ha- uh, how many motorhomes we had, five, six, yeah. since 1978. So uh, I would stick with the Ford if I were you. But more important, the original owner, all the maintenance records, all the sales documents, and a three-ring notebook, every gallon of gas that he put in it every repairs that he's made Phew, he's not everybody's like you though dear i know but there are some guys out <laughs> there, there are that some. are but if you find that guy with that kind of stuff you and then negotiate with them and then just throw a number out there and just say you know let me throw this number at you and you give me a call and let me know i don't need an answer right now and he's going to talk to his wife and she's going to say take it and he says i'm going to ask for a little bit more and that's what goes on behind the scenes because that happens at our house that's right so anyway good luck on your motorhome um the best times we've had is uh, has been in a motorhome with our kids and the dogs. Mm-hmm. We have had so much fun in motorhomes, and we traveled every summer. So anyway, thank you very much, Marty. Mary, you're up next. Hi, Mary. Or hi, Mark. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. Happy New Year. And to you too, ma'am. Um, so I did a very stupid thing. I have a 2005 Dodge Caravan. I just got it and doesn't have the book in it, so I didn't look. I mean, I couldn't look. And I just saw this big knob in front and thought, oh, that's the brake fluid. It wasn't. It was the power steering. And uh, so I put brake fluid in the power steering container. And I drove it a little bit, and now my mechanic has drained it all. But I'm wondering what damage I might have done, or do I flush the system? What do I do now to correct But it? he already flushed it, though, right? Well, he drained it. He hasn't flushed it. He drained okay. it. Okay. I'm thinking we should flush it. Okay. And the power steering reservoir has um, a couple of lines. It's got a pressure and a return, and the return's a low-pressure line. And most of us gray-haired guys would have taken the return line off and pointed it towards a five-gallon bucket, and we would have had somebody else pouring power steering fluid into the reservoir, and we'd start the motor, and we'd turn the steering wheel left and right, and we'd exercise the pump, and we'd do that for about 60 seconds, and then we'd shut her down and be done. But I often tell people to put a tablespoon or two of brake fluid in their power steering pump because it swells up seals. So if you've got a little bit of a leak in your power steering system, a couple of teaspoons of brake fluid in the power steering is not a bad idea. I, you're real worried about this, and frankly, I'm not. So okay. I, do, I do think that we should flush it. I do think, but how many miles are on the caravan? 123,000. Okay. If there's any brake fluid left, I I wouldn't care. <laughs> and I, I don't think you're going to have any ramifications over this. And here, I want you to change your story slightly, okay? Are you with me? <laughs> okay. Okay. I got this caravan, and my husband decided to go outside and be Henry the mechanic. 
and he ultimately put brake fluid in the power steering reservoir. Okay, if you, I need you to practice that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and here's why, because the guys always blame the women. Yeah. They yeah. always blame. But right. in your particular case, how many days and how many miles have you driven it since you did this, and it's been removed? Um, I haven't driven it since, but okay. I drove it maybe you know fifty miles or so. Okay. Uh, with it that he, condition, but. He could also, we have these suck machines where we suck liquid out of stuff. He could also just stick the suck machine, and he'd start it up, and he'd turn the steering wheel, what we call lock-to-lock, all the way to the left, all the way to the right, all the way to the left, and he does that a couple times. He sucks it out of the reservoir. He shuts it off. He puts a new fluid in, and that's that's going to be 99% good. And what do you think the cost okay. is on that? Because maybe he's quoting her a whole bunch of money to flush out the system because he might be scaring her, or I don't know. Okay, Mrs. Front Counter Lady. I'm what, just no, thinking no, you, about this. Tell me, tell me the parameters you'd use. What, for a, a transmission flush? No, not tranny, power steering. Or, I mean, a power steering and flush. And that whole thing holds about a quart. Oh, okay. Well, I'd say, you know... 75 to 125 somewhere in there and i would have said the same thing okay all right because i'm figuring 75 is like three quarters an hour for these guys and, right and, and, and so the answer is yes how much did he charge you to do what he already did uh i'm not sure i've just got a a friend that or a man that takes care of my vehicles and okay. um so you haven't yeah, got a bill yet i'm sure well i'm not sure what he charged me i don't think it was too much but I have another question about this caravan. Okay. So um, when I got it, it had some some issues. Uh, it had been abandoned, and I I got it. And uh, so it drives fine. The transmission thing, it goes, and it just seems just fine. But when I first started up, or when I idle at the stoplight, it's kind of rough. And so I put it in neutral, and it seems to be much smoother. So does that sound like an engine problem or a transmission problem? Neither one. You've been talking to your husband again, haven't you? A motor mount. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. Bingo. Yeah, and I thought about that too, a motor yeah. mount. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you how to I, I gotta go in just a second here, but I'm gonna tell you how to diagnose it, okay? In the morning okay. when it's making that, I want you to put it into drive and feel it. Then I want you to put it into neutral and you said it already goes away. Then I want you to put it into reverse, and it should go completely away. So if there's oh, a change okay. between drive, neutral, and reverse, don't tell Renee, but she's right about a motor mount. Okay? <laughs> that's it. That's oh, how you check okay. it. Th- that's the diagnostic process for a motor mount. So you can do oh, it okay, yourself. Good. I was afraid it was a tranny. Okay, no, good. No, and no, no, not at all. Anyway, that's it. I got to go, though. 602 960 The lines are wide open. And let me say it again one more time. 602 602- 508 Mark and Renee Salem at your service. We'll be back with another hour of fun and frivolity.